Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno. I'm joined by a man who promises me he hasn't visited a Hillsong church in 15 years either. My co-captain, Damo. How are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, blockheads, millions, fuckwits around the world. How the fuck are you? Who went to Hillsong and for what reason? Why should I care, Greeno? Ah, uh, so uh, uh, the the Prime Minister, uh, a little bit of politics to kick off the show. Okay. Uh, the Prime Minister, who uh, had a close association with the the leader of Hillsong Australia, I guess. Uh, Who's the leader the, of Hillsong Australia? Uh, Brian Houston, I think his name is. Okay. Now, Brian Houston had to step down uh, due to some uh, seedy uh, allegations. Oh, really? Uh, so, well, it's Hillsong, so how seedy yeah. could they be, possibly? Uh, what were they? Enough, enough for him to stand down. But okay. then ScoMo's like, oh, look, I've been uh, subbling at the Hillsong team to try and get some votes for a while. Mm. Fuck, this is not a good look coming in the election. Mm. I'm now next to, like, sex pest. Uh, is, no, ScoMo, was- is ScoMo one of the Hillsong people, or he is, is he just friends with this guy? No, he's one of the Hillsong people. So is he he's really? There, oh, he's, done, okay. he's done prayers. It's yeah, it's it's a big thing. He took him to the White House. Right. Uh, tried to get him to invite to the White House. That's how close they are. They're, they're okay. BFFs. So he's like, look, I need to distance myself from this guy. So I'm just going to go out and do a press conference and say, hey, I haven't been to a Hillsong church in 15 years. Right. And within like 12 seconds, there was a there's a video of him there like a year and a half ago. In front of a whole thing. He, next why to does the he dude. do things like that? Because <laughs> the dude's a pathological liar. He's a fucking lunatic. They're all lies, Greeno. They're all lies. But, but what, this guy's next level. Like, but that's at least like, liars yeah. normally can hide the fact that it's a lie. They're like, oh, no, like it's not. And they, oh, no, they can kind of reason. I think you quite rightly, yeah, you quite rightly, uh, you know, dislike the fucking gaslighting. You're like, there's a difference between just lying and gaslighting. Like, Greeno, for example, like, if I just say I took your car keys, right, and I hid them, yeah. if you came yeah. up to me and said, look, books i know you fucking took my car keys all right where the fuck are the car keys tell me where the car keys are if i kind of laugh and say ah look man you know i put them somewhere but i don't really know where they are where they are that's a lie but if i look you dead in the eye and say there are there is no such thing as a car key (laughs) right car keys do not exist (laughs) yeah it never happened it never does so you know you're fair enough and i'm gonna give you a nice gary on nice gary I would also say, though, I'm surprised that there's a controversy surrounding the Hillsong Church because... Church, crazy. Yeah, the, well, the bastion of uh, any church, not just Hillsong, the bastion of uh, good behaviour is, is uh, the religious uh, organisation. Pig's ass. Pig's ass. Pig's ass, you know, I've known a few in my time who used to talk about, like, at the Hillsong churches were basically, basically for teenagers, it was just an orgy. <laughs> right, yeah. like a fucking ravey uh, orgy, basically. But I mean, that's yeah. what kids do. It's and I see it as like it's kind of like the scouts, I guess. It has it's, to be done. It's one of those things that kids do, and and parents make their kids do. I guess a whole bunch of those things. But yeah, uh, Scomo. I didn't know he was a, a Hillsong guy. Yeah, so sure was, man. That's news to sure me. Is. I've always there just thought of Hillsong as a very successful business structure. Um, Makes a bit of cash, yeah. Yeah. Do you, don't they? Are they the ones that own all the coffee shops? Correct. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can we well, name the coffee shop? Is that even allowed, or will God strike yeah. me down if I do? Uh, yeah, I think I think best not to, yeah. just to be safe. And, and you know what, Hillsong, they can piss me. I don't care what individual people do. You know what I mean? Like, if you're somebody who goes along to Hillsong and you like it, that's fair enough. I don't care. Good yeah. luck to you. Uh, I consider myself a Christian, but. 
um, you know, I'm not a Hillsong Christian, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's not something that I would ever be. So, but uh, they, there is that embarrassing factor. It's always like I look at that shit. You know, when they do like the the God concerts and stuff on the internet. That's that's where Scobo was up on the mic. He was on a God. He was at a God concert on the mic. He was at a God concert yeah. up there on the mic with Brian. Right. And he's like, look. <laughs> but it's always Jesus wanted me to be up here as PM. Yes, that see that representation of Christianity, Greener, has always made me cringe so forcefully that I feel like my cheekbones are going to explode when I do. And yeah. it always, that, that's always the shit I'm like, oh God, because you know that, you know, for most people, they're like, look at these fucking goofy fucking Christians up here. Look at what they're fucking doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. So nice Gary for ScoMo. Nice Gary. On the upside, he's probably going to be replaced by a man named Anthony Albanese, who has his own list of problems, which will soon come to light as soon as he wins the election, which he probably will. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, no, he, he definitely will. And then, you know, he'll be in, and then it, it's going to be all-out war on Albo then. <laughs> and we're going to find out all the fucking, all the things we dislike about Albanese will come out, and then it'll be a scandal, and they'll be calling for the leader to be replaced. Because you know why? Because we're a country founded by fucking criminals, Greeno, and that's who we're run by, and that's who we are. So nice, nice Gary. Gary. Well done, everyone. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't particularly like, you know me, I don't like politics in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I, I generally despise all politicians just for the general principle of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my local member is like fucking, he, he seems to be doing a lot of good work, like very proactive, like calls a spade a spade. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm fucking, like, this is the first time ever I've actually kind of like, someone. I'm getting on board with this. And then uh, throughout the course of this week, I realized, like, how this close, is Greeno, weird. how close were you to like handing out fridge magnets for him? Oh, no chance of that. Any <laughs> up like, pamphlets at the shops wearing one of those shirts, like the, yeah, the like bright the, pink shirt or a bright blue shirt, whatever it is. Definitely, definitely not of that action. But uh, <laughs> why not? You just get a tank top. <laughs> exactly. Vote impressed one. Enough, yeah. Impressed enough that I'd actually go in there with the intention of voting for the dude instead of drawing dick and balls. Yes. That's so how. Like, that's the ever. level. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, oh, you know, happy with this. They fucking, I like what this dude's doing, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Then uh, throughout the course of this week, the first time I've actually gone, I like this politician. Yep. Turns out, rapist. <laughs> well, correction, alleged rapist. A bit of putting word alleged there. <laughs> I shit you not. First time I liked a politician, sir. And then this week, Charged with uh, historical rape allegations. Seems to be the hardest oh. <laughs> That'll teach me, baby. That'll teach me. If they want to think in a politician, might be alright. <laughs> no, it's just that you just so casual, just so casually jump from racist and then. Like, you can't say alleged after you say the thing. Well, no, well, if you charge, you charge for it. There's something going on there. Turns out he's a rapist. Well, alleged oh, rapist. Uh, alleged. It's in the same paragraph. It's all good, dude. We're, we're okay. That's true. We're covered, by the, we're covered by the common rules of social media and decency now, I think. Exactly. So, you know, alleged, uh, whatever. Who cares? Someone's yeah. probably accused him somewhere. <laughs> Isn't everyone now? Pretty much. Well, then uh, that was backed up. I realized I should stop liking people because then I, I saw yesterday uh, one of my favorite uh, sports writers, 
Mm. Uh, do I ride from the US? Right, there's a lot of good baseball. Another, though, another, another. You, how many people have you fallen out of love with this week, Greeno? True. This Two is the second people. One. This is so, a heartbreaking uh, story. Truly terrible. Strider, who he, he did heaps of baseball stuff, saw a lot of the TV shows, we talked baseball, really enjoyed his writing, bought a couple of his books because he, he wrote about like Montreal Expos and uh, kind of like the numbers behind baseball and stuff called The Extra 2%. And I hadn't seen it for a little bit. I'm like, what the fuck happened to that writer? I'm like, ah, you know, sometimes they're off doing other things. So he, wrote a, so he wrote a book about the Montreal Expos. It's a wonder I haven't heard of him, Greta. Exactly. But then uh, yesterday, see, uh, that particular writer, 21 years in, uh, 21 years, 21 months in prison for spousal abuse. And Mike, oh, so between God. this week, I'm, I've, uh, I've uh, decided, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to uh, be fans of alleged rapists and wife beaters. Yeah, we shouldn't be. Uh, you know what? We shouldn't be fans of anyone. Nobody yeah, should be saying, a fan I just of shouldn't anyone. like anyone in general, just to be safe. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you can like people, but what, see, this is an interesting question. At I what wouldn't point, say I was a fan of these people. I'm like, yeah, I, well, I that's what I'm getting at. Where's them. the line? So at what point do you go from liking someone to being a fan of someone? What, what's the difference? Um, I think if you, if you go out of your way to see what they're doing, that makes you a fan. Define you just, out of your way. Is that like downloading a movie that you didn't really want to watch because they're in it? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that'd be is a, that a fan? fan. Okay. Yeah, like if I go out of my way to read this person's tweet or read their articles yeah. and, and not wait for it to pop up in my timeline, yeah. that's when I'm like, okay, what about, the timeline and what, I click it. I think that makes it, means I like them. But if I go out of the way to find their articles, that means I'm a fan. Okay, but if you go out of the way to find their articles, that means you're a fan. What if you're not willing, Greeno, to say, line up at the local supermarket to see an appearance by maybe like, you know, the famous is, the famous is. <laughs> The famous SCG luncheon host, Carrie Ann Kennelly. Carrie Ann Kennelly, that's yeah, a cat. She might, she might head down to the supermarket one day, you know, to do, yeah. you know, you do a little presentation in the supermarket in the middle there where they sell the phones, you know. Yeah. You put up a little stage and get them up there. So if you refused to go to that, then somebody who really loves Carrie Ann would say that that's you're a not a real fan. Correct, yeah. You know what I mean? So if I'm not willing to rock up to that, I'm not a fan. Who so. gets who gets to define what a fan is? Is it the is it the super fan or the person who doesn't give a fuck? Uh interesting, interesting discussion point. I think if you go to a supermarket appearance. Yes. If you line up, you know, no, no, if you go to the supermarket and there is an appearance, that's not on you. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's fate. If, yeah. if you go out of your way. Right. To line up to see CAC at a supermarket, correct? Then that puts you into the fan spectrum. Nice, I think. Gary. I think so too. So that that's what a real fan is. That is. Speaking of supermarkets, sir, uh, story time follow up. Story. I like stories about pinatas. Talked about last week the uh, the the young lady that I served at the supermarket who was uh, a bit too much talky, not enough swipey. Little Miss and- Chatterbox. Let me shadow box. Wanted to know about my week. Wanted about my day. Wanted about my coming week. Wanted to know what I did for work. Wanted to know what accountant did. It's like Jesus, and- woman, I've already got a fucking wife. Shut the fuck no, up. I, don't need combo. I'm not in the mood. I got fucking no voice. I'm ill. Fucking leave me alone. Yeah. Now, do uh, something my real wife does doesn't do, and give me the fucking food, okay? Last week, back out there, back out there, and I'm like, look. It's tough. It's tough in the early hours of the supermarket because there's mm. no, there's only ever one aisle or two potentially 
lines available, max. There's only two registers that early in the morning on a Saturday. Yep. So you, you're limited to options. You're kind of stuck with whoever you got, and you have to deal with it. Got to stag- you got last- to stagger the customers, Greener. Exactly. So last week, on the back of the week before, where I had a little Miss Chatterbox, I wanted to know each and every detail, I wanted to know my PIN number and shit, uh, I wanted to know what my star sign was, all the above. Did she make you a mixtape? She did not make me a mixtape, unfortunately. If I gave her the opportunity. Not, there you go. She's not a real fan. Exactly. So uh, last week I had a look. Now, there's a, a, there's a lovely old lady that always serves me every other week, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, wants to talk about the Rona every week. And I don't want to chit-chat. Headphones are in. I don't want to chit-chat. I don't want to talk about the Rona. I don't want to talk about, you know, have what you, you've been dealing have you with. Considered, have you considered, Greeno, that you might be perhaps a little more personable with people who are trying to just brighten your day up? You worked retail. It's a shitty job. Isn't it yeah, better but- if they're nice in the morning? Playing devil's advocate here. Of course, I want every cheery person pre-7am to die a horrible death. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, for the sake of argument, because we are doing what's supposed to be a podcast, I would, yeah. I would ask, you know, don't you prefer if someone's chirpy in the morning when you're in there getting your groceries? Like, have you ever no, considered no, that you're no, the one is, turning the cold shoulder to the world? This is this is the important factor of of customer service. Sir. Mm-hmm. You've got to understand your audience, right? Nice now, if I if I see nice an old duck, if I'm on the register or at the deli counter as I used to be, and I see an old duck rock up, and she wants to sit there and chat about them for fourteen minutes, <laughs> I will sit there and chat about them for fourteen minutes with her because right. that's good customer service. Now, if I see the old mate rock up and just wants his fucking cocktail franks. Yeah. There's no chit chat with old mate. No. Like my good customer service is keeping my trap shut, wrapping his frank and moving him on his way. Cause that's wrapping, what he wants. Nice Gary for wrapping his frank. Nice exactly. Gary. <laughs> you dick. So this week I see the I see the lovely old lady who wants to talk Rona with me every single week. Yep. And then on the left hand side, I see 16 year old high school boy. And I'm like, this is the aisle I need to be in. I don't care there's two people queued there because I know. He's going to smash through. This shit is going to move rapidly. So (laughs) older lady, lovely, lovely lady. Sir, sir, I do not hand you a bag. What I want you to do is back your car up through the front window of the supermarket and I will load your goods directly into the boot and then give it a slap when you're done, all right? And then bring the next guy in, if you could, on your way out. So uh, I look at at the line with uh, the older lady, and that one's pretty much empty, but I'm still going to go to the young dude because I don't want to deal with the chit-chat again after we had our conversation last week. So hop in there, and I loved it because I talked about the pleasantries because they're required to go, how are you doing, sir? And you, you ask that question, and then you move on. Mm. He he didn't even he, he begrudgingly mm. said, "How you doing today, sir?" I'm like, not bad, mate. And that was it. <laughs> there was not an other word muttered throughout the entire course of the swiping. I sat there. I was listening to my baseball game. The dude fucking swiped like a machine. I was out in five minutes. I want to give a fucking nice Gary to Dane nice at Register Gary. Six. Dane at Register Six. How about that? 16-year-old blokes, they don't want to fucking talk to anyone no. except for young chicks. If I was a young hot chick, he might want to have a conversation with oh, me. Oh, he would have taken ah. his time. He would have done that thing where he pretends like he can't scan the barcode. Can't and then, so it, he gets to get a price check. What do you have to do for that? What do you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice that's fragrance. Nice. That's, that's good. Yeah. It's good. He, he, yeah. She's standing there like looking at her phone, checking Instagram or something. He's like, yeah. you know, so I've I've asked management a few times to check this scanner here because it always breaks down. And, you know, right. I think they're starting to listen to me. 
start losing me. They how quick I swipe. Yeah, and they said one day, games. one day they're going to give me the keys to open on the Saturday. Saturday <laughs> morning, it's going to be yeah. my shop. So if, if so, if you and I are ever going to, you know, be a thing, you have to know that yeah. Friday nights I've got to be home early. You know, That's it. it's a big you want, responsibility, you want, and you want what's right for our kids, don't you? Exactly. You want staff discount, baby? You come to Dane's Isle. That's right. Um, and by the time that that happens, usually the police would have arrived by then. All right, they moved him on, or she's just yeah. Got, got the pepper spray out. Well, the police uh, could get right in because Dane told the previous customer to back his ute through the front window. <laughs> That's it, Dane. Don't fuck around. Yeah. He's a good man, Dane. Uh, very, very good. That was, that was that story. You can close that no, one off. Now. I like Yay. stories about pinatas. Quickly open another story. Uh, so last week. I like we stories about, about pinatas. You know what? In the name of efficiency, we've really got to consider keeping some of these story loops open, Greeno, so we're not closing one and then instantly opening another one, Greeno, with the story. Nah, it's, it's an important part. It's an integral part. You want part to archive it accurately, don't you? you I think like, it feels appropriate. It feels like we, if we haven't closed the story, it. Yeah. I can't start another story. I feel like we're messing stories. Yeah. It becomes like when you, you make a, a sloppy trifle. Mm. Like, I need, I need individual layers of, you know, bread, jelly, custard, Moose. Story when within a story. I like stories oh, yeah, about I pinatas. I, I was thinking because you know no, what I watched today. No, you just quite, you just, sorry, I don't mean to check. You're interrupting you my story now. I like stories story. about pinatas. Yeah. No, I like stories story. about pinatas. Close your one back off. You need to reopen. You need to open your story. My story again. I like stories about pinatas. So are we back level again now? Yeah, now you've just opened your story. Yeah. Okay, so I've opened my story. All right. Well, I. <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. Bringing us back a level. Now, do you remember what the original story was about? Yeah, I know what it was. What was it? We're talking about trifle. Trifle. <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. They were trifle. Something. <laughs> some. I think something was like a trifle, wasn't it? No, I was, no, I was talking about the trifle because we need the layers of the, the story time. No, I was going to say, is last week I talked about how I uh, had to go get the, the booster and I was going to use the booster to my advantage. <sighs> yes, of course. Now, Good story. Now, I like stories about pinatas. Unfortunately, that ended up backfiring on old Greener. Oh, wow. Uh, because turns out, I, I don't fuck, you know me, I don't go anywhere. Very anti, I, I didn't even want to speak to Dane hmm. for that small little interaction with the supermarket. Okay. Now, Never go anywhere and never have to check in anywhere. Now, when you go get the booster, they're like, you need to check in. I'm like, look, man, I don't fucking, whatever. Wouldn't you expect, okay, so here's a little question for you. If if, if everyone's going to the booster place where they have the boosters, then in order to qualify for the booster, you must first be double vaccinated. Now, if you're double vaccinated, wouldn't you assume if you were, you would consider yourself to be probably the last person that should have to check into some place. I mean, you think so? Yeah, based on based on the current yeah. trends of today, which is you know, you know, the unvaccinated who can go fuck themselves, and the rest of you have to pretend like you're still endangered, endangered or whatever. Much. Yeah. So, so, so check it anyway because I might fuck it. I don't want to deal with the bullshit. I just want to get in there, get this bastard done, and get yep. out. Now, uh, even though I've gone nowhere for the better part of forever. Hmm. Get a little, get a little message Saturday morning. Oh, good! Yeah, I like morning. these. I like these. I like it when the pro, when the government proactively, instead of you having to go through the dread of dealing with a government department. No, it's better when they reach out and touch you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, by the way, you're paying attention to me. Look at this. I've got something yeah. for you to do, citizen." <laughs> Don't you love that, Greeno? I bet you so get, love that. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Get <laughs> 
Get a little text. Get a little text uh, from Scotty. Not just that, he's a New South Wales health. Who's okay. the cunt in charge of that then? Not him. Nice, Gary. Uh, so I get a little text going, uh, turns out when you were at the Vax place, someone rocked up with the vid, mm. uh, better, better watch for symptoms. Oh. And whoa, 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 let's fucking back this up. I've been keeping myself safe. I haven't fucking gone anywhere. <laughs> I haven't fucking had it. I go to get boosted yeah. because, like, fucking safe. Got to be fucking safe. Got to protect. We've got to protect yourself. <laughs> you, protect you, you being safe has put everyone at risk, Karina. Nice. <laughs> I rock up. It fucking puts me more at risk than if I hadn't showed up in the first place. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> then Sunday, like, I was feeling shit Saturday, and I just assumed it was, you know, booster side effects, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. But as the as the day went on, and then Sunday morning woke in, I'm like, I oh, fucking, Sunday morning. I feel fucking terrible. Like I felt really bad. Like I had a proper cold, and I've been around. No one has had a cold. You do sound felt, a little croaky tonight. Yeah, I've say. been sick for fucking four weeks. But then, I had, like, my cough was still there. I felt lethargy, and I'm like, fuck. Got the Rona. I, I was like, I've managed to go two years without ever, <laughs> without ever doing one fucking corona test yet. I've been, I've been out walking around in a tank top and never got sick. <laughs> never got sick, right? But I've never had to do a test. And I'm like, this fucking thing is about to break my two-year streak yeah. of being the, like the only person who's never done a rat, who's never done a PCR. I have to fucking go do this thing. And I was so gutted oh, to have to rock up. The streak is over. So I managed to get over two years of the Rona before nice, I had to do even my first test. Well done. But it was a fucking gut-wrenching thing to rock up to have to get that test done. Rona negative, thankfully, which is mm. fine. Yep. But just the, the whole circle jerk of it, of yeah. close contact because you went and got boosted and then it broke my streak. Uh, very, very disappointed. But that's, that's my story time so you can that's close a nice I like story. stories about pinatas. Fantastic story, Greener. Uh, let's end this segment. Uh, we love it when fans send shit in. Don't we? Because uh, that's one less to, thing we have to do. We have to do. And I love it specifically when it's segments that I totally forgot we used to do. That's right. Now, we, <laughs> now, we used to do a segment called Dumbest Comment of the Week. Folks are dumb where I come from. Correct. had any learning. They're as happy as can be doing what comes naturally. Doing what comes naturally. There you go so from the classic friend, from the classic Greeno Annie Get Your Gun. Get your gun. The nineteen fifties musical, which was later stolen as a bit by Hey Hey It's Saturday. Uh, he used to play that in rep- in response to Jackie Greeno, who was a, a mm-hmm. panelist on the show. And we have since revived it and stolen it from the corpse of Hey Hey It's Saturday and keep it alive to this very fucking day. Folks yeah. are dumb where I come from. Classic still a classic. That's it. Uh Good friend of the show, Mofo Storm fan, uh, right. sent this over because he's like, this article, as soon as I saw it, reminded me of the jingle you guys play for the Folks Are Dumb. I'm folks are dumb thing. where I come That's from. The one. <laughs> uh, firstly, this is sensational because it gives us a segment. Uh, secondly. <laughs> is it a segment? I would say it's a slice of a se- Like, what is a segment for this show <laughs> these days? Well, how long has this shit been going for tonight? All right, we're, uh, no, we're 27 no. minutes or thereabouts. Yeah, or thereabouts, yeah. Man, really, what have, have we achieved? Any, have we had a segment yet? <laughs> like, you know, we did some, yeah, we we did fucking some, some very uh, harsh political satire. Harsh, just kick us off. Yeah. Um, some like, yeah, some vicious political satire. Right. And then we did some beautiful stories, you know, yeah. some engagement with the fans. The uh, type of political people. satire, Greener, that would make H.L. Mencken stand his bony ass up and fucking clap. 
We've got our we've got our headline mm. for, for alleged rape. Yep. Uh, alleged rape, nice, nice Gary. Nice Gary. We, we've had a very productive first segment. Uh, local member uh, can't get into parliament. Can get into local courthouse though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my first thing that's exciting, but yeah, like I said, gives a segment. Secondly, reminded us of the the soundbite I haven't heard for a while, so it reminds me to look for dumb Folks shit. Folks are dumb um, where right come from. And thirdly, something we didn't have to come up with. Yeah. Uh, fourthly, bit of tit. <laughs> so it showed up on your timeline then. Unfortunately, Greeno, it's a little bit of tit, but it's also got Ukraine in the story, so you would have been blocked from seeing it because you've muted Ukraine, Green. I did mute Ukraine, that's right, muted word of the week. Yeah, so unfortunately uh, on that occasion, your own kind of wisdom has been the source of your ignorance on that occasion. Mm, you know, you, that's why I just you to put you, in the rundown. You correctly saw through time <laughs> and noted that Ukraine should be ignored for propaganda yeah. purposes in the mission that you would only want to see 80s movie sport and tit on Twitter. But in doing so, in doing the correct thing in addressing propaganda, you have, of course, missed out on some tit. Nice, Gary! Some and that's, tit. And that's the fine line. It's the... Uh, that's the tit the, around the edge you're willing to give away in order to high, avoid news the on the Ukraine. Right. That's right. Exactly. Like, Ukrainian strip, you, yeah. you can keep them. Like, you can keep the Ukrainian tit. That's, that's all sweet. They are not so fun. They are not so fun bags, Yevgeny. I do not exactly. want... We do not want. No one's still willing to mute. Yeah. Uh, so, no, nah, fair, fair call. But um, good, it's good to see something that's sent through. But uh, this is like, we'll get to the story and then we'll, we'll comment on it afterwards. Let's have a look. Okay. Mum orders uh, $8,000 Uber to Ukraine in drunken vow to help fight Greeno. Mm. After a few gin and tonics and shots of Sambuka, the Sambukas are always a nice That'll do it. You you refer to rum as silly sauce, where no. it just makes you go silly, and it, it does. Oh, fair call. Like if you get on the rums, you normally you get a little bit silly shortly well, after. Well, I'll tell you this: rum was probably one of the first spirits I started drinking when I was a kid, and I remember regularly getting drunk on like rum at the age of say like fifteen, sixteen. So That's maybe has that proved, has it then proved to be the silly sauce? You know, maybe. No, it's your 30th, when I brought out the rum at about three in the morning, you're like, mate, yeah. not touching that. No, nah, not touching That's it. Because I, I was over rum, I reckon, by age 19. Because I used to smash the shit, like when I said, when I was, you know, around 15, mm. 16, that kind of age. It was the drink. It was yeah. that and Cougar Bourbon Greener. Okay. It was those two things. It was the Bundy rum and the Cougar bourbon. Those were the big spirits for the for the kids who used to hang out in parks late at night in the day. That was, that was the thing, you know. The good old days. Sir. That's it. But So that was my, you know, kind of weapon of choice. When I have to admit, hand on heart, when the Sambuca came out, my balls would shrivel into the size of a pea and, you know, recede within my own abdomen. Because Correct. Zambuka is not, I can't mess with Zambuka, man. I can't touch that licorice, disgusting, no. stinking, fucking awful shit. And it lines your whole mouth after you drink it for hours. Yeah. Have you noticed? It's fucking rotten. It's you may good. as well be sucking turds out of a cat's corpse, <laughs> Greeno. That shit is fucking foul. And every time it comes, you know when they crack these ridiculous bottles of Zambuka, you can mm. smell it across the room when they yeah. open one, can't you? And make you want to vomit. It's like sardines, Greeno, to a cat. <laughs> like, mm. what the fuck is that? It's disgusting. 
and these people yeah, suck it down. So whenever the Zambukas yeah. come out, I usually get the fuck out of there. Nice, Gary. Going home. See you guys. This Have a good was, one. Uh, the Zambuka, the story, uh, my little story. Is, uh, I like uh, stories about pinatas. It was my 18th birthday, and we got to about once again two in the morning, and all that was left yeah. was the Zambuka. Oh, and it's like, well, we got to fucking drink it, <laughs> and then I. So then at the so, uh, shortly after the consumption of the Zambuka, after already being pissed as a chook, spend the next like eight hours vomiting yeah. and ruining what would have been a very enjoyable 18th birthday party. Yep. Um, other than that, and that's the last time I touch I'm like, not touching that book again. I don't care if it's the start of the night, end of the night, middle of the night. I'm just fucking not touching it because it was the most rotten experience. That and vodka. Can't do either anymore. It's just fucking no nice, good. And look at the odor though. Mm. I'm with you. Like just the smell of it. I'm like, no, man, I'll pass. Like, you know, I'll, it's I'll funny. It's funny you fucking say that. I like Bruno, stories story. about pinatas. Now we're closing your story. I've got a story. I like stories yeah. about pinatas. You remember you remember back in the days when we were like 18, 19, 20, around that age, right? Mm-hmm. So once I was kind of done with the rums through the, you know, the mid to late teens, my weapon of choice then for a few years, you'll remember, Greeno, was your tequilas. I was a fucking tequila fiend, right? For yeah. years. Used to suck the shit down. And um, one day, like, you know, a few years into my tequila era, I guess, of my drinking <laughs> history, somebody, what happened was, like, I used to keep my tequila in the fridge because I, I just, I always keep spirits in the fridge. I don't know why, but I like to pour cold spirits over ice in the, in the, in the hot sense, Australian sun. Not, not tequila. Yeah. Yeah, no, tequila, bourbon. I'll put bourbon in the fridge because in the hot sun over ice, it's just fucking delicious, Greeno. You know, when okay. it's cold, when it comes out of the fridge cold, it's fucking 40 degrees here in the sun. Yeah. Makes sense. There's logic to it. Man. Yeah, yeah. And it's a cold drink. It doesn't melt the ice so fast either. And the ice melts faster because it's already fucking hot outside because it's yeah, fucking Australia, you know? Yeah. So that's the way I do shit. And it just so happened that, like, I had this bottle, of, nice bottle of tequila in the fridge. And where I was at at the time, somebody accidentally knocked it out of the fridge and it smashed all over the kitchen floor. And I was there when it happened, like, two meters away. I saw it happen, this thing smash. And for whatever, the smell of all of this tequila, like it felt like it hit me at once and I felt like I was going to fucking vomit. Like I felt like I was going to throw up right there on the spot. And I was like, oh my God. And I don't know what it was, but then any time after that, when somebody opened a bottle of tequila near me, I was like, oh fuck, it brings me back to that. And I don't know why, because literally the day before that happened, I was drinking it like fucking orange juice. (laughs) And then that that day, it all changed, and it all tequila. I didn't leave tequila, Greeno. Tequila left me. No, good story time, sir. I like stories about pinatas. Before we get to back to this one with the zambuca, it just reminded me of a different story time throughout the course. I like stories about pinatas. I had had a dude come out for a a patio kind of quote throughout the week because the one we got here is fucking hunk of shit. You've Uh, decided to. To, to do up the patio. All right, but well, before we get to the quoting, what are you thinking? What's your plan for the patio? You know, what are you- uh, a patio that doesn't leak is yes. probably the first point of call. Uh, the patio we got was done. It was a shonky, shonky builder who did it, obviously, because they didn't put an angle in it, so the water. Oh, just trust me, we all it. we know far too much about shonky That's fucking no, green. I'm great. right. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I'm with you. I feel your pain. <laughs> so, dude, dude comes after the quote. So what do you want? I'm like, basically, I want what we've got here, but I want it to fucking work. So I need an angle, 
I need to go in this way and it's all good. Yeah. Like, what do you, like, what do you want? Like, he goes, oh, we've got a couple of different options. We've got, you know, this one, which is kind of the cheaper option. I'm like, fucking, that's the one we want. Yep. Uh, and then he goes, look, it's the other one. It's it's insulated. Uh, and he's like, this is this is the good one, right? He's he goes, trying oh, to upsell you the under tray spray paint, Greeno. Pretty much. No, but it, like, it's insulated. He goes, look, uh, I live in the area. I know how hot it can get. And the insulated, this area is going to keep the patio cooler. And I stopped him very quickly. And I'm like, how mate, much cooler do you think it's No, no, no. Be? Yeah, cool. I'm I like, would ask. Like, I'm like, mate. I said, can I'm, you put it in the contract? I, I said, I said, I want mate, to see in this uh, contract that you promise it will be yeah, on average 2.325 degrees cooler in the summer, at least at this particular point, in this particular day, at this particular fucking thermometer. Otherwise, yeah. we're not signing your fucking deal. Fuck you. Nice, Gary. I didn't mention to him. I'm like, mate, I said, I grew up out west. I said, it's fucking freezing here in summer. Yeah. I said, I've only been able to get the sleeves out for like <laughs> I've been eight wearing, days. I've been wearing eight a tank top and catching the flu out there. Exactly. <laughs> eight days I've been sleeveless, mate. It's all I've got. Like, I grew up out west where it's 42 degrees in winter. That's like, shit. It's it's not fucking. Uh, trust me, it's not too hot out here, dude. And then he's like, and he put the little uh, insulated one away. He's like, let's focus on this one then. <laughs> Realign your priorities, mate. He got it. But he's like, oh, mate, I know how hot it can be out here. I'm like, dude, literally, it's it's not. Like, what are you fucking you, bitching about? <laughs> in a week out of Penrith, dude, you'll fucking you'll know. You'll it. be right. Yeah. Uh, are we gonna skip the fucking the titty chick? Uh, yeah. Have we? I thought we already have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it's going great. It was more of a setup and a and a nice Gary to nice Mofo. Gary Mofo Storm fan for sending that shit in. Fuck yeah! All right, little break, Greeno. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy
now with less than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I tell you, social media. It's happening. It's definitely happening. Uh, Damon, what the fuck have we got next in the rundown? Oh, uh, we talked about uh, fans sending shit, shit through. Now, sometimes fans just post shit out there. I'm, like, well, I'm just going to steal that because that fits in perfectly with our segment. And uh, the original no, Rockhead, Mary. Mary Kay. Mary fucking uh, Kay. Sh- fucking shout out. Step back in time, actually. Oh, you can do Mary Kay, who at the time was uh, like one of our peers and then in a very, 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 very short space of time far exceeded and went beyond anything that we could ever achieve in our wildest dreams. Dominated, yeah. Dominated, like shortly after we met. It was like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, we do a little show. Oh, well, I do a little show too. That's cool. All right, see you around. And then it was like two weeks later, it's like, here she is, like in the mainstream, bang, huge. I was like, what the, how the fuck did that happen? (laughs) You know? Fucking fantastic work from Mary Kay. One of the kindest people out there on the Oh, she's brilliant. She was always brilliant. Always nice to everyone. Just a genuine, one of the, actually one of the very few, like, genuine good people you'll find on social media. Well, after my comments in segment one, now I'm concerned. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. uh, About how much I do do like Mary Kay. So I call myself a genuine fan of Mary Kay's work. Uh, But I think think she's on the up and up. I think we're all good here. Now, she posted this. And this was the Sydney Morning Herald's online content page. Okay. Now, this was a plethora of fucking sporting court dates. Let's play the music demo. Ah, court dates. sexual assault in Sydney next year. Yes. Next article. He poured petrol on me. What? What? This is not good. Former AFL star uh, player accused of bashing two women in a car park. Jesus Christ. Dragons forward George Burgess to be interviewed by police and was later charged, Damo. Now, that was all on the front page as simultaneously. One, so on, the on, day, on, the, on the one day. <laughs> on the one day, you had George Burgess charged for a sexual assault. You had a former AFL player accused of bashing two women in a car park. And you had Jared Hayne facing a third trial for sexual assault in Sydney next year. Uh, nice little uh, callback. Jared Hayne, also a Hillsong member. Oh, they, is he really? Okay. He is. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we used to play when we are doing uh, uh, Hayne Watch. Ah. Here we go. Here's the end, Greeno. Oh, no. It keeps going for ages. I want the end part. You know that really cool end part where it's like... Jared A, AFL player, and George Birch. So, big, big week for Cortex. And thanks, Mary Kay, for filling up. Filling uh, us in. Yeah. Filling us in. Getting another oh, segment out of the way. I guess that's what a segment is these days on this show. Who knew? See, we do it, we talk about it, we move on. Now, Damon, I realise that uh, segment two overall, mm-hmm. not much in there. I think we're just going to fucking plough through to the end of the show today. Really? We're not even taking another break. That's it. We're done. No. Okay. Yeah, because we just got fans. But how come, Greeno, little story? I like stories about yeah, yeah. pinatas. How come every time I suggest that you say no? Why should I say yes now? <laughs> well, because normally we have 12 other things to get through. But how many times have I suggested, hey, let's just go through to the end, fuck the other break? And you're like, no, we're taking another break. We're doing it. Yeah. So now should I not hold you to that same standard? I mean, you know, I don't know. What uh, should I do here? Clearly at your discretion, I'll, I'll let you call. No, fuck, we're not doing another break. Don't worry about that. 
Very good. Uh, fans, they were lovely Thursday night footy. Yeah. Uh, we, we love it there. I did pull up the ratings. Where the fuck are the ratings? Got to see there the ratings. Go. Uh, so, uh, big week. So, once again, uh, number one news, number two news, uh, number three news, number four can news. I, can can news. I get which news is the biggest one, though? I want to know yeah. which news are at the top. Sevens, Channel Seven's going at eight sixty two k, and then you got Channel Nine is going at eight forty six. Is this Sydney or? This is uh, five city metro. Okay, all right. This is Australia wide. Okay. And then you got yeah seven news at six thirty mm-hmm. at eight nineteen. So they must split it up to try and get double ratings. Cool. So you have a six o'clock news, then you have a six thirty, and they well, they and break that's it why. And that's why 10 goes at 5, because that's the only way that they'll get anyone to watch, is if they're the only ones on. But now, don't, don't the other ones do news at 4 now as well? Like yeah, Channel 9 and 7? It's just like ridiculous. 4 o'clock news, and it's, it's just too much news. When yeah. you can fucking click online, you don't need that much news. But, dude, uh, some, some people do just sit, and it's, it's mainly older people. And yeah. I know this from experience, you know, not that I am myself older, but, you know, I know some older types. And mm-hmm. they, they, you'd be amazed when, when you actually sit down and talk to them, the amount they will watch news like all day, Greeno, like all yeah. fucking day. And you'd be amazed at how much comes from the particular news items that they watch. And, uh, you know, I, I don't begrudge anybody watching as much news as they possibly can. Fair enough. You know, like that's what it's there for. If that's, if that's what you want to do and you should try to be informed, but how informed are you really when you're just watching you know, all, you know, just the news on TV, Greeno. If, the, yeah. you know, it, it might be informing you, but it, it doesn't necessarily make you informed, if that makes sense. Correct. No, 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a one, like a, a, a train line. thing out there. And it doesn't even matter, like, because everyone's like, oh, Murdoch, Murdoch. No, don't worry. The same thing, the same thing is like, there's heaps of old people watching the ABC news all fucking day too. And that ain't healthy yeah. for you either. It's not like one news pill is less toxic than the other one. They're all pretty toxic if you sit down and take them for fucking twenty four hours a day. <laughs> True, right? The picture wireless. That's day, it. No, they'll all they'll all paint a picture, and usually the picture is not going to be fucking rosy, is it? So you no. know, you dwell in your own either Murdoch or government funded misery. Take your fucking pick, but it doesn't either mean you're not any better off than the other ones are. So <laughs> you know, we we get enough of that shit. So, uh, anyway, nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Uh, news, 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 7.30. Uh, so, we're up to number seven, then you get a current affair. Okay. Then, finally, we get uh, something that's not So, a current related. affair is actually in the top five. That's very seven. interesting. Number seven. Number no, seven. Ah, oh, number seven. Thank God. Nice, Gary. <laughs> I thought, wow, a lot of people are watching a current affair. <laughs> then, then it's quiz show time, Damo, because yes. then we've got the chase at eight. Ah, oh, the chase. Uh, oh, is that the then, one where the guy sits at the top and the, the thing goes up towards them, like the bridge thing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do you so. watch it? Have you seen it? I don't know it. None of the game it. shows these days, either. none of the game shows these days are any good, Greeno. I miss Wheel of Fortune, you know. Wheel of Fortune's good. I, I saw a picture yesterday online mm. of the old baby John Burgess Wheel of Fortune baby game. Like the board game. And I, 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 it took me back because I remember my, my parents had the baby John Burgess Wheel of Fortune board game. We'd play it as a family. It was good times. Uh, and then they bought out like the next version with whoever the new host was. And I'm like, no good, not going to touch it. So was the it, original no, Baby John Burgess version. Who took over from, did Larry, was, no, Emda was on Price is Right, wasn't he? Yeah, Emda was Price is Right. Yeah. And then who the hell took over? It was some random dude. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Not, not a real big name. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Let's look it up. Green, I want to let you know 
that you can purchase a baby John Burgess Wheel of Fortune yes, board game. There it is, Grundy with Grundy television. Nice. That is literally the game I had. Okay. There it is, the Wheel of Fortune board game. You can purchase that on eBay for $42.50, Greeno, in here there in Australia. There you go. Or four payments of ten sixty-two. Nice, Gary. Hey, how do you fucking like that? I like that. Yeah. Uh, it was Rob Elliott was the name I was thinking of, the guy that took over. Rob Elliott. That is a great fucking flashback there. Wow, well then, done. And you were correct, so give yourself a nice, Gary. Did Gary I get Emda? Larry Ender did come in and host it for a bit. Yes, guys, Gary. And then Tim Campbell took over. Tim Campbell, of course. That's right. So there you go. That was uh, the the revival in 2008. Yeah. That was because I remember I fortune. remember Larry Ender as the Price Is Right. You know, you know, let's go. Sh- but isn't Let's Go Shopping Wheel of Fortune? No, let's go shopping with Sale of the Century. Oh, that's fucking Sale of the Century. So what do they say in the Wheel of Fortune then? I can't remember. Wheel of it was that was just like spin the wheel. Spin the Bankrupt. wheel. Bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> it was just what happened, really. Yeah, exactly. How hard could it possibly be to host Wheel of Fortune? You're not asking really many questions, are you? No, you sit there and go, do we have an F? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's it. And like and, the, and hey, the girl we could ask the girl directly. If we she could, has we an ask Adriana Exendis if we want. That's just it. To go, hey, Adriana. <laughs> Adriana Exendis. I can't remember. Nice, Gary. Oh. <laughs> uh, we, we could ask that. And then was the other thing. It was like, would you like to solve the puzzle? Uh, would you like to spin again? And that was it. Now, who? Now for an extra one. Now, the reason, audience, I, I'm asking Greeno this question because I'm, I'm fairly sure that there's a good chance he'll probably know the answer. Greeno, for 1,000 internet. Who, what was the name of the woman who took over from Adriana Exenides when she left Wheel of Fortune, Greeno? Uh, well, it's a cheat because I've got the, the Wikipedia in front of me. Ah, you're already on top of it. Nice, Gary! It was Sophie Faulkner who did who Sophie took over. Sophie Faulkner, who later became famous on Getaway. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was on um, the other one, the Channel 7 version. Oh, what was the channel? Yes, Getaway was Katrina Roundtree. Roundtree, correct, who used to host... Uh, what's, what's up, up Doc? Doc? <laughs> it's just, you know what we were talking about last week, Greeno? I like stories yeah. about pinatas. Because last week we were talking about the fucking, uh, the sports journalists on radio, uh, basically how they're all kind of recycled through all of the different outlets. It's the same yeah, yeah. people. It's a, this, this is the same thing. Now, we can just mention all of these Australian celebrities. It's like, well, they were on that show, then they were on that show. They all just yeah. kind of recycled all around these different shows. It's even worse in the UK. You know, in the UK, all, there's this whole circuit of people that just go on fucking panel shows, Greener. Mm. That's their whole gig. They make it? a living, yeah. Yeah, they go it's on, fucking nice. Yeah, they're they're nice, nice they go QI, they go on. That's it. That's the only two I can go off the top of my head. Yeah. But... Yeah, 100% right. They, they make the living. Oh, there's like, never mind the Buzzcocks, QI, yeah. um, What the News, I think was one. Fucking. Yeah, mock the Week was another one. Mock the Week. Yeah, there's just fucking. There's like, let's. I'm going to say there's probably like a dozen yeah. of these fucking panel shows. And, you know. Australia's starting to do the same. Well, they've been doing it for a while, but I noticed that recently they're just ripping off like right. similar premises to the UK where they've just bought out the Australian version of Would I Lie to You and it's the same fucking 12 people you see on every other panel show. Uh, you got that's 100. When, when, when the Lady Boog screener. 
swear to God, when yeah. the lady bug said to me they're doing a would I lie to you Australia version, I swear to God, I was like, it'll be good as long as they don't keep using the same fucking, you know, half-baked comedians that we see on every other fucking panel show. That was literally what I said. And, of and course, that's, well, because who else is there? They're not going to the, risk getting anyone, you know, new and good. <laughs> They're going to go with old faithful. My, my biggest gripe with, with that particular show was they, they brought in Chrissy Swan as host. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the beauty of what I lie to you is Rob Brydon and his dry humour yes. as the host in the middle. Like, what the fuck is Chrissy Swan doing there to begin with? Yeah. And secondly, get a fucking comedian in there. Yeah. And someone with that similar sensibility that can, like, still get the laugh but not take the attention from the two main comedic hosts with Lee Mack and um, David Mitchell. Other, like David Mitchell. Like David, I fucking love David Mitchell. So yeah. funny. So he's, um, fucking, he's one of the funniest men who's ever lived, I reckon, David 100%. Mitchell. So, so good. Yeah. I was watching the replay of, like, old eps the other day. It was on, chat, like, ABC2 or whatever it was. Like uh, I had the option of, no, if, uh, would I lie to you, the British oh, version. Right. Yep. I had the option of that or watching one of the shitty Australian panel shows. Obviously, I chose, uh, chose a replay. Of course. Of 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah, Lee Mack and David Mitchell and Rob Brydon just working in co- such a beautiful, cohesive That's Because uh, they are moment. the show. That's the, it's, yeah. They're not. The show isn't the premise. Would I lie to you? The premise is fun because the premise is not important. The premise gives opportunity for those three guys to launch everything. You know, that's yeah. it's like trying to trick the other person into you're telling the truth about a story if you are or not. And if you are, you're trying to make them think that you're lying by pretending to tell the truth. It's like a mind fuck game. But it's yeah. because Rob, like you correctly said, Rob Brydon, Dave Mitchell and Lee Mack, work so well together now the the idiots screeno who work in television legitimate fucking idiots think that oh well it's the formula that works it's the formula that makes it work so it's oh it's the panel show with this premise that's what will be good and we'll just trot out the same fucking like the same fucking celebrities that we've been trotting out for every other doomed panel show there was only one panel show that i'm going to put my hand up and say that was legitimately good and i loved it when it was on, and that was the panel. The panel, yeah, yeah, and that that no, show, and that was a that was an, a panel show that was done the proper Australian way. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the working dog guys, who are again like a collection of the funniest people on planet. Fucking. But, but once again, that's the, that's the principle of that show worked because of the people on it, not exactly, because of the exactly. No, it wasn't the fucking desk. It wasn't the fact that they had a panel show formula. That's not what made it work. What made it work mm. was the fucking people on the show. Yeah, Tom Wiseman, you had Rob Sitch, you had, you know, Mick Malloy and Tony Martin and Sano Chilaro yeah, all there. The working yeah. people that have successful shows and they can converse about the news in a very entertaining and funny way. Mm-hmm. That takes a very simple premise that is done a billion fucking times. Yeah but make it more entertaining than the other formats Glenn, of it. Glenn Robbins had his comeback thanks to the panel because it was yeah, after the panel yeah. that he was, he kind of relaunched again, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, what was yeah, the yeah, name of the guy? Russell Coy. Russell Coy. Remember, uh, yeah. was it Kim Gillingham or whatever his name was, the guy from the comedy company back in the day? Remember that? Oh, Kim Gingell. Kim Gingell. Yeah, he was on the panel, I remember, oh, every it? now and then. Oh, yeah, not, yeah, not a reg, but every now yeah. and then. Like, so, you know, all of the, they've – bring out these kind of fucking people and stuff. That was a legit panel show, though. It was like, all right, here's a topic. Let's fucking chew it up. The beauty of those guys, the working dog guys, is they always, no matter what they've done, quit while they were ahead. So every show they did, they had a really good premise. 
And they did they did like two series or three series max, and then they pulled the pin and go, no, we're done. And they're like, oh, but we love the show. And they're like, yeah, we want you to keep loving it. Shadow but- Men Greeno. Uh, Hollow Man is Hollow Man is it Hollow Man? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So fucking good. Love that show. Um, that yeah, they just keep on like just finding a little niche thing. They did line. the Olympics one as well. Show. Uh, no, the Olympics was uh, John Clark and Brian Dore. Oh fuck! Are you sure? With. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I've got that DVD. I love that show. Ah, the okay. games. The games. All oh, right, because there was one where there was they were working in in a government department. That was that's the Hollow games. Man. Right. Okay. Oh no! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, the government department when that was the Hollow Man, yeah. and the people that were running the Olympics for the government that was the games. John Clark. No, there was there was a fuck. There was another one. I swear where Rob Sitch and there was the, the girl who was working there, or was that? No, that's Utopia. That's where they're Utopia. running. Nice, Gary. Okay, that now that so they were that wasn't the Olympics. Now what were no. they doing? That was local government like council. That was local shit. government council. Now that's on. the one I was thinking of when I was yeah. talking about the Olympics one, which you correctly said is Clark and Door, which was very similar to the previous one and the Hollow Men as well. Nice, Gary. Anyway, fair, but they yeah. all fucking had short runs. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have stay there. Welcome. They Four, did, five like, years max. Yeah. No, two, three years max. Uh, like, I think, oh yeah, Frontline was like three years, wasn't it? Two, Frontline three was three seasons. Yeah. And then you had Hollow Man was two. Like, was it two only? Only two because I got the DVD as well. Okay. Uh, Utopia's been going for about four. Okay. Uh, they cut the Late Show after two seasons. The panel probably went the for six, The panel went for about years. six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, and then they nipped that in the bud. So they, they always just kind of like – Okay, we don't want to outside. What about what about the fishing that. adventures, Greeno? How long has that been that, going for? That only went for one season, I believe. Just oh, one. Oh, oh dick move. You dick. Fishing adventures, Greeno. Speaking of ratings, though, Damo. Yeah, we're back to ratings, are we? We're still doing. Uh, fair, uh, I was very fucking disappointed. Very disappointed. Whacked well, on Channel Ten mm, last night. Yep. Spent watch some Gogglebox. Yep. Fucking World Cup qualifiers instead. Ah, uh, which World Cup is it now? Well, no, uh, Socceroos versus Japan to qualify. Oh, okay. Who won? Uh, Japan, 2-0. Ooh, in Australia? Yeah. Ooh, In dear. Sydney. No, good. Oh, no. So, nice. the, the so are we going to get knocked? Are we not going to qualify for the World uh, Cup? Well, BE pointed out that now we've, we're in the repercharge. Mm-hmm. So we've got to, like, we're in, like, a final. Oh, we're going to have to beat some South American team or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Like Argentina uh, or some shit. <laughs> Italy officially out of the World Cup after a, a loss oh, yesterday. Nice, Gary. I'll always nice, give that a nice, Gary. Gary. Fuck Italy. <laughs> fuck but, uh, Italy and world football. No, fuck, not fuck Italians or anything, but just fuck the Italian know. football team. Like, yeah. you're easily the most dis- easily dislikable football team on planet Earth, I think. Fairly. <laughs> and I think Fair that, cool. I th- you know what? I might piss off a few Italians, but the entire rest of the world will agree with me. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I want to point out the ultimate irony. So Channel 10 replaced Gogglebox with World Cup qualifier, thinking, fucking this thing's And it rated. <laughs> it rated lower and, than... <laughs> it, came in, it came in at 12, where Gogglebox is consistently nice, at 6. <laughs> it came in 300,000 people less than fucking the World Cup qualifier, Gogglebox. Oh. Uh, Thursday night footy, however, came in with a paltry 278,000 viewers. At number 16 there on Thursday night. Ooh, so a big – that'll piss them off. So what a big game of soccer made a whole bunch of people not watch NRL. 
Uh, pretty much. So that'll but, that. Oh, that's really going to sting the NRL because they hate shit like that. So. Do, and, and yeah, oh, thirty thousand more watch the the soccer than they did the yeah, NRL. They wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't appreciate it. You know, because they're used to the. For them, the good old days, Greeno, where no one gave a no one gave a fuck about that fag wog ball they play wog out ball, there yeah. in the suburbs. You know, that was the attitude. So exactly, yeah. footy, footy, Aussie blokey, footy, footy blokey, mate. footy, stick a dick in the car, be mate. <laughs> That's a perfect next video. That final break on. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing the break now? We're doing the break now. Oh, when did you decide that? You didn't tell me we're doing the break. I thought you said you wanted to do a break. No, no, I didn't no. say that. I said we're right, going we'll to burn away, through then. it. Okay. I will burn through there. Oh, good. All right. Well, do you want to do the break now? It's kind of awkward now if we don't do it, isn't it? Well, I thought uh, the reason I said we probably shouldn't <laughs> we probably shouldn't do the break is because I thought that segment would go for like five minutes. All right. How about then this? Fucking, but then we waffled on about Wheel of Fortune for fucking 12 minutes. We did, yeah. Now we've, now we've filled out a full segment, so now we kind of need to take a break. Do you know how close I was to bringing up YouTube clips of baby John Burgess hosting Wheel of Fortune, Greeno? Oh, okay. Take a break, bring it up, and let's come back with some baby John. Okay. Well, we can come back with baby John, but uh, you know what? Let's find a happy compromise between break and no break. Let's let's say we do one of let's these. What's this? Baby John. Don Camaro's lost his mind. <laughs> Get ready for Don Camaro's Super Mega Sale Bonanza. Total liquidation and all match compensate supplies. Ducks, bucks, turtles, magic wands, and gorgeous bond assistance. And, and that's, that's just, just the beginning. beginning. We brought back Dumbass Comedy of the Week and Don Camaro. So good. Bit of Baby John. Look at this, Greeno. Oh, that's some vintage graphics right there. Vintage Channel 7. Oh, look at this, man. This program proudly brought to you by Are we Demison. sure this is Wheel of Fortune? Have we got a whole episode of Wheel of Fortune? We do might. We? Remember Demison, Greeno? I do remember D- D- Demison. D- D- Demison. Here it is. Look at the, the Ford Fiesta, everyone. Look at the Fiesta you would have won. Mum used to have a Ford Fiesta. No, never a Ford Fiesta. She wouldn't have She wouldn't have handled a Ford in the house, Greeno. No, she had a like a she had like the shitty Holden version, which I think was an Astra. Oh, yeah, and it was trust me, it was much worse than a Fiesta. Look at how Adri- Adriana's dressed up like an Oktoberfest waitress, <laughs> like a beer wench. Look at her. Bring her Adriana was dead. Yeah, is she? No, I knew. Did I? I knew Baby John was. No, baby, just still alive. He's is still he? Well God, alive. I'm yeah, way off. Good. I don't know who's uh, dead. Oh, oh, okay. Didn't realize she died. Oh, there you go. Look at this. Look how innocent we were in the early nineties. Burjo. Hey, fever, folks. What can we do? I guess probably more like the medication. We that was savage, wasn't it? I kind of just want to keep watching this episode of Wheel of Fortune now, Greeno. Let's see who we've got here. Is anyone, anyone in the chat? No, no one's in the chat. Nobody. Amberlina's in the chat and Chris is in the chat. Okay, I recommend personally switching yeah. off us and watching just uh, YouTube clips of Australian Baby John Birch's Wheel of Fortune instead. <laughs> instead of us, yeah. Yeah. 
I would like to join a band one day. But I would like no, to join a band one day, Jody Green. Like to play on it, uh, jazz oh, or what's he doing? Yeah, just any sort of music. Any sort of music. Yeah. yeah. yeah and taekwondo, eh? Yes. I've been doing that for about. <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah. a bit of Baby John small talk. Yeah. Baby John used to have to do his host. I forgot about the awkward small talk to start the show. Yeah, that's true. This was, but this, don't you pray when you watch shows like The Voice or fucking somebody's got talent or whatever it is. Mm. Whenever I'm forced to watch like 10 to 15 minutes of one of these shows, I always resent the fact that we can't just see the person do what they're supposed to be doing. We have to get this whole fucking backstory. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It fucking drives me crazy. I walk in, I yell. At the, I feel like I'm the old man yelling at a cloud. I yell at the TV. I'm like, I don't yes. want to fucking see the backstory. Me I just too. want to see the fucking cook on MasterChef. Like, I don't need to know about the fucking gears. I don't know what the uncle did. I just want to fucking just watch him cook and show me how to do it. And then we move on. Did they taste it? Did they like it? Yes. Excellent. Move on. Correct. I don't need to know about their mamas, 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 fucking nonas. Like, I don't need to know any of that shit. Let's move on. Well, so when oh, you see when you see shit like this, then doesn't it make you pray that we could go back to an age? Listen, where there would be a ten minute fucking backstory for some nobody on American Idol who's never going to win it anyway, so it's pointless yeah. in it's a pointless investment emotionally by the audience, right? It's doomed to fail. Where that would be taking place now, look at the way we used to handle the quote unquote backstory back in the early nineties with baby John Burgess Green. Oh, look at this. Look at how swiftly this is taken care of. Carry over champ. $1,139 worth of prizes. Kathy Charles has returned. Hi, Kathy. Major prize today. Would be nice. Okay. Helen and Jody are thinking the same thing, yeah. I think, too, Kathy. These are the major prizes. Face, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Show's over, folks. (laughs) There he is, baby John. His tits. Uh, (laughs) That that is the Dane from Aisle Six version of the the supermarket swipe. (laughs) He's not fucking around, baby John. He's like, time to get started. Let's get rolling. Fucking yeah. oath. There you go. Fantastic. Well, are we going to keep watching the Wheel of Fortune or are we going to put it No, we'll probably should do a bit more of the show. Okay. What uh, else have we got? Ash Barty retired throughout the course of the week, Damo. That's right. Um, she did. Why did she retire? Because she finally won the won the thing? You no, think? well, she just said, look, I like, I decided, like, I don't really have the desire to keep going. And, mm. like, I fucking I got $20 million in the bank. And I've, I've, <laughs> I've won. Nice, I've won, I've won Wimbledon. I've won the Australian Open. I've won. I think she won the French as well. The only one she hasn't won is the US. You know what, Ash? You know what, Ash? Fucking put your feet up. You've done enough. You've you, yeah. We wanna we wanna cut. We will fucking give you a nice. And you know what, Greeno? In a, in the true sense of the word. Sexist and misogynist and chauvinist and sexist. In, as someone who has re- regularly and repeatedly bashed women's tennis, you know, beyond recognition and mm-hmm. women's sport in general, I want to give a big tip of the hat to Ash Bay because she's fucking good. She's, oh, she's so fucking good, good at what she does. And if she wants court, to put her feet up, job done, yeah. mate. You're done. That's all right. Enjoy. Yeah. Fucking relax. Do some commentary and shit. Make money. Yeah. Relax. Go to the beach. Drink fucking cocktails. Job well done. Australia tips their hat to you. Well, what, what, what money does she need to make? She's made $31 million in Australian coin. Yeah. She's won <laughs> Grand Slams. She's been the world number one. She's she's done it, Greeno. Well, she's, not just that. Yeah. So career win-loss record, 305 to 102. Amazing uh, win-loss record. It is. Three single titles, 15. Career doubles titles, 12. Grand, three Grand Slam titles, three Grand Slam doubles titles, one. 
Uh, we lost record of 57. 121 weeks at number one. Now, I saw the list of women she was with yeah. of that many weeks at number one that were ahead of her. Okay. They were Steffi the Graf, great. Navratilova. It was Navratilova. It, it was Steffi Graf. It was Celis. It was uh, maybe Hingis, perhaps. And mm. like we're talking the cream of the crop. Yeah. And if she hadn't retired, she was uh, how many points? She was 2,204 points ahead of number two in the rankings. She could have not played all year and stayed there at number one for like another 50 weeks, and she would have jumped ahead of a lot of those greats. Wow. As no consecutive weeks in number one. Um, ended her career by winning the Australian Open. So, fucking tip of the hat. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Enjoy, enjoy your retirement. It's fucking well man. earned. And whatever she does next, fucking good on her. Yeah, you know what? Do some do some media. The media, they should all be lining up to sign her up for any Ooh. kind of tennis-related shit or what have you. So. 100%. You know, I love the fact as well, like the way she announced her retirement. Mm. Could have just gone. I'm gonna sell it to the highest bidder. I'm gonna like leak it to yeah. her. Women's like, Day. Like, <laughs> yeah, she she end up like her. She's good friends with Casey Delacqua. Mm -hmm. They did like a, a video. They were themselves. doubles partners, were they not? They were exactly. They're, they're good mates and yeah, they're former doubles partners. Yeah. They she did a, she did a video with her announcing her retirement and just fucking posted it on the internet. Source of Ash Barty's retirement. Ash fucking Barty. I, I loved like it. That. Like, yeah. It I, was so good. I've been noticing that a lot more in the last few years. I don't know if you have. I think more and more athletes are like, I think they recognize that if they're any, if they're any kind of noteworthy athlete, then, you know, the, the corporate interests that are around their chosen sport and then chosen voc vocation will try to milk their yeah. any event that they have for their own kind of money making advantage. Correct. I think a lot of them are recognizing that. And now most I, I would say most prominent athletes that retire these days do so with like a small fucking press release after the season's over. They don't yeah. want the big farewell tour. They don't want the big fuck they don't want the documentary made about them. They don't want the luncheons and the fucking sponsors and the, you know all of that shit. They would just mm -hmm. much rather just sign off in their own way. And for that, I give them a nice Gary. Nice because Gary! In today's kind of, you know, the media is doing its best to rape, you know, sport into non-existence by milking content until it's got only dust left in its tits kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, unless people start going, you know what, we can't just give you every part of our lives, <laughs> right, for the sake of clickbait articles and selling shit and, and you know, videos on YouTube. Until that starts to happen, then nothing will change. Think, so good on yeah, the no, athletes for taking of control it of it. Well. Yeah. Like if, you, if you look at it as an Ash Barty, for an example, a lot of the reason that uh, footy athletes specifically leak things to the media is to cover up stories that they'd otherwise report. Yeah. Um, it's like, look, we know what goes on really behind the scenes of footy clubs, but fuck it. I'll tell you what, we'll give you this exclusive. Don't fucking report about old mate on the fucking sniffy sniffy hmm. and we'll just – and it didn't happen. All right, sweet. No worries. Got it. Mm. Yeah. And that's why all these reporters keep on getting exclusives. Um, Ash Barty, like, she seems like a reasonable enough person and doesn't have skeletons in the closet. She needs to hide to be able to give these things to particular media outlets mm. uh, as well. Fucking good on her. Like, so, yeah. so good to be able to go on their own terms as well. Fucking nice. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a bit of Sheffield Shield stat man, sir. A little stat man. I'm a stat man. <laughs> Sam Rainbird, who took the greatest ever uh, wicket haul for Tasmanian cricket in Sheffield Shield history. Uh, he took eight for 21 off 14.5 overs with eight, eight mains. Eight for 21. That's he then ridiculous. backed it up in the second innings 
with five for 21, with four maidens off 12.2. He took 13 for 42 over the course of the match. Tasmania won a shield match inside two days. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're not, I'm glad that we don't have roads anymore, at least, are you? Yeah, oh, this thing was like my backyard with how thick this grass was. Huge cracks down the middle of the fucking thing. Oh, and- absolute green top. Like this thing was fucking going everywhere. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, well done. Eight for 21 off oh, fucking 14.5. That's an unbelievable. Nice, Gary. Broke a 128-year record, I think, for, for Tasmania. So wow. well done there to Sam Raybird. Uh, we also had a, a Smitty stat man overnight. I'm a stat man. Uh, set a, a world record for the fastest player ever to 8,000 test runs That's right. in 151 innings. Now, I forgot how good Kuma Quicker Sam than Kuma. Sachin. Sorry, mate. Quicker than you. Yeah. So three innings uh, quicker than Sachin, one inning quicker than Kumar Sankar. I forgot how good Kumar was. He's fucking oh, unbelievable. One of, the, one of the all-time greats. It's yeah, just the unfortunately for us, he didn't play a ton of cricket here. You know, uh, everywhere yeah, else in the world, everywhere else in the world, they feared him. You know, but when he yeah. came here, we were like, hey, he's pretty good. You know, but yeah. we think we got him. And he, but he did play pretty well out here, did he? he uh, was the, oh, yeah. the average he around 50, 60. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he um, loved our bouncy wickets, but we, he wasn't, he doesn't have the same, what I'm getting at is he doesn't have the same reputation here as he did when he played in other countries like India or South Africa, Greeno. Yeah. Sri Lanka doesn't tour enough out here for us to be. No, that's it. We were robbed of a lot of great South, uh, Pardon me. A lot of great Sri Lankan players, like in that middle era. Remember when they were out here every year? It felt like, like with Arjuna Ranatunga and shit. Yeah, it was after we started calling Murali for chucking. They stopped coming out. <laughs> That's a good idea. Was nice. That's a good yeah, idea. I think you're right. They were out here every fucking. So I remember, being, I remember being at your house on like a Tuesday afternoon, and yeah. Sri Lanka were always playing one day, no matter what. That's every, it. Every summer, they it feels like every summer they were invited here, and then it was a yeah. different team rotated. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it was always a tri-series with Sri Lanka, Australia, and someone else. That's right. It was Terry. And then one uh, year, it was Australia, Sri Lanka, and Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, number three was Sachin Tendulkar. Then Garfield Sobers. Fuck you, I forgot how good Sobers was. Garfield Sobers. And then Raul Dravid. Uh, once again, forgetting about the greatness of Jacques Callas. I think he was like eight on the list. He's a fucking all-rounder. Yeah. And he came in eight, like so good. But the thing with Smitty, you also got to remember, he did that in 151 innings. That includes like the eight tests he was selected as a leg spinner. Batting right. at eight. That's right, yeah. And he bet, he didn't get a bat. And when he had the bat, we were like, well, he's not going to score any runs, so it doesn't matter, you know. doesn't matter. He'd score like 10, 15, and, yeah, that was the end of the innings. We Wasn't he ball. only averaging kind of like 30 runs as well as a batsman back then or something like was, that yeah, in was, domestic it, cricket? He was a leg spin bowler, and then he's like, I don't really like I don't like." Well, he wasn't spin. He wasn't for his team. Like, he wasn't for his uh, – he wasn't a leg spin bowler at local level. He was playing as like a number kind of five or six batsman, I yeah, think, you know. I think so. Yeah, like an, a late innings hitter in kind of limited overs cricket who could bowl a bit. And then he yeah. was picked like out of the left field because we had no spinner. It was after Bryce McGain, if I'm not mistaken. And we're uh, kind of looking for someone to out. sub in. Right. Yeah. 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 And then yeah, so we're fine. like, oh, I think, and it was Warney, wasn't it, who came up with the idea, hey, let's play Steve Smith. And everyone was like, yeah, you know what? If Warney says it, he must be right. Yeah. yeah. And we played him as a spinner and the poor kid, you know, he was just a kid. And we, uh, we did what we did, we did to him, what we did to so many kids back then in that, in that era of our cricket, Greeno, was 
we give them a shot and then harshly drop them and shatter their confidence for the next three or four years. Yeah. You know, we did that to him as well. Smitty became, after that, he's like, oh, it's Halvis Green's legs. Like, fuck it, I'll just become the best batsman in the world instead. That's it. And that's exactly what he did. And he became yeah. the best batsman in the world. And then they had to pick him again, not as a bowler, but, you know, as somebody who was put, taking the bowling apart, ironically. Exactly. So. So good. Yeah. Uh, we were talking before the show. We got distracted and started talking about a bunch of different things. We were, I, was, I was saying that uh, I was talking about Michael Bevan, quick, quick stat man as well. Yeah, and I was saying, I'm the most stat unlucky, man. Unlucky Sheffield Shield players of all time because he, picked, he was always in the Australian side of the one day. Mm. But they never picked him for the test because I'm like, oh, he must have been that good in the long form. And, I'm like, and then I looked it up recently and I thought Michael Bevan averaged 56 in Sheffield Shield, which is a travesty. If you average 56 in first class cricket, and only play like a handful of tests, like something's gone wrong there. I was wrong. I was fucking way off. He averaged more than that. He averaged 57.32 in first-class cricket. Jesus. The dude almost averaged 60 in first-class cricket and played uh, – how many tests did he play? Eight or nine, was it? Oh, no, he ended up playing 18 tests. So 18. It's not, as bad, okay. not as bad as I thought. Uh, oh, still pretty bad, though. That's simply back. It's even a dude average fifty-seven in first-class yeah. cricket. And again, he was one of the he was one of those guys, unfortunately, who just fell into. At the time, we had this idea that there had to be two different teams. There had to be a test team and a one-day team, instead of what I think we correctly think of now as the Australian team is a squad that plays many different types of cricket. You know what I yeah. mean? And so I think that's the best way to go about it. But back then, that's not the way we thought about it. And, you know, he's not the only player in that regard. I, I think uh, Matt Bracken uh, should have played more tests for Australia. Matt, Nathan, Bracken. Nathan Bracken, pardon me. Matt Bracken, I'm, I don't know who I'm thinking of there. Yeah. Nathan Bracken, the, yeah, the fucking bleach blonde-haired surfy cunt. Amazing, <laughs> uh, amazing one-day one bowler. One-day bowler, yeah. Then sued Cricket Australia. and then That's right, and ruined his – that's right. He sued Cricket Australia and then ruined any possible chance that he could ever play for playing uh, for the test team ever again. So. Correct. Yeah, unfortunately for him, but that those are similar stories. I think for whatever reason, Bevan didn't Bevan have a similar story. There was somebody who didn't like him for some reason or something, and that's well, also he also claimed that's was, why he never got picked as well. Remember? Yeah, I think also the era of Australian cricket was so hard to get in the team because you had that was around so the time never when lost. Yeah. sixteen straight tests, and you had you know uh, Hayden Langer, Elliot, Blewett. Whoa, whoa, Ponting. In that era, but, they in that era they used to say it's harder. He's taking his fucking fifth wicket. Australia are one wicket away from winning this test match. Wow, there you go. Fuck, we're about to win in Pakistan, Greeno. <laughs> First yeah. time in twenty four years, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the goat's gonna fucking spin us to victory. Yeah. Five for eighty two. Schwebson's been good though, hasn't he? No, he's been terrible. He's been fucking. He hasn't taken any wickets. Really, no wickets. They can't get any love for Schwebson. No, oh, he's fucking bowling pies up there. They but were the really, they were really talking him up at the start when he first came in. Mm. Oh, who was that? Oh, that was oh, Swepson took a good catch, by the way. Nice work there. Oh, and he's kind of acted a dick to an empty crowd. I don't like that. They fucking do not that. a fan. Not a fan of Mitch. Or not a fan of turning to an empty fucking crowd and maybe three people are abusing him That's and fucking giving him. Nice, Gary. Like that's the uh, that's like when we went to the Sheffield Shield and like Dan Christian was mouthing back at the crowd. They yeah. were the crowd being fuckwits to him all day. But it's like, mate, yeah. like there's no one here. Oh, like, remember, remember when he when he clapped back at us and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I I yelled something out to him because Dan Christian is he's he's the 
most easily baited cricket player, I think, of the last kind of 10 years. And everybody knows it. So when he's out there playing, everyone gives it to Dan Christian if you're playing against him. And on that day, we were playing against him because we went to watch New South Wales versus, was it South Australia? Uh, Yes, it would have been. He was playing for South Australia at the time. And Davey Warner was just smacking him everywhere. Smacking him everywhere. And, you know, they couldn't take a wicket. It was well into the third session when they finally took a wicket, mind you. And this was at Bankstown Oval. So all day the players are getting clipped because they're getting welcome to Bankstown kind of comments. And I myself yeah. was partaking, of course. <laughs> welcome to Bankstown, mate. And I remember one guy, I remember one of the South Australian fielders, Greeno, we were sitting up at the fence and Warner just hit this beautiful fucking cover drive for four, just didn't even get close to a fielder. And just one of those ones, even though it was along the ground, it slapped into the fence when it got there. You know what I mean? Like it went across the ground with pace. Yeah, and it slapped into the fence, and then this guy comes running over one of the South Australian players and picks up the ball, throws it back to the keeper, and I go to, I look at him and I go, "Oh, well fielded, mate!" Like this, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, thanks, mate," and starts laughing. <laughs> so they knew they were in for a hiding that day, the South Australian players. So anyway, people are yelling out to Dan Christian as you would, and so I, I can't remember if it was me or someone else said something like. No, gonna... there, was a, there was a bloke that was near us who was fucking non-stop. Well, no, this, yeah, he was non-stop. All but then day. later in the day, remember after lunch, there was this young guy who had a backpack on who was sitting near us, and yeah, he yeah. was giving it to Christian specifically like all afternoon, this guy. He fucking hated Dan Christian for whatever reason. And he, I think he yelled out something like, why don't you take a wicket? And Dan Christian yelled something back like, oh, what would you do? Something like this. Yeah. And he just yells straight back, bowl better. <laughs> No, that, that, oh, was the, that was the old dude that was giving it to all the South Australians all day. Hey, we're going to see a wicket today, boys. And then, yeah, Christian finally, like, he was at the boundary near this dude, and we were sitting yeah. next to him. Even we were like, fuck, man, this dude doesn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's getting on their nerves. And yeah, turn around to Dan, like, turn around to the guy. What would you do? Bowl better. And then all better. And then all <laughs> day was pissing himself. I was like, ah! And then just kept on giving it to him the rest of the day. Like, there was there was no no kind of relenting. It was it was a good and, day. And it was but, even to the point where like Dan Christian was getting sledged even when he wasn't doing anything. So somebody yeah. else was on bowling terrible, not Dan Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and right. And so they announced like and coming on to bowl from the city end is so I forget who was coming on to bowl. And then so uh, another person yells out in the crowd and they go, What? If you want a sub if you want a, a, a subpar bowler, put Christian back on. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Gary. Christian was, back on. There was literally six people on the fucking crowd. Like, oh. It was the same dude all day, just relentless. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go. And it was like a Tuesday. For some it reason, was. Me, you had the Tuesday off. Well, we used and to have, back in those days, we used to have Tuesday, Wednesday off every week. No, no, this was this was when I was living over out at Liverpool. Really? So you must have like, taken a Tuesday off. I think we both had to, to be on annual yeah. I think we both had annual leave at the same time and we're like, let's go to the Sheffield Shield and it'll be good. Yeah. And then your lovely wife came and picked us up because we were both pissed as chooks. Because mm. uh, we've been Pist, drinking. Pissed and sunburnt, yeah. And then I, I cooked some dinner at my place. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Shrips and almost just bowled him for, to win the test. Uh, quick hot stuff. Uh, not hot stuff. We're going to do F1 Statman. I'm a Statman. I don't like to do it because it's fucking Lewis Hamilton, but geez, he just, fuck, he's a good driver. Mm. Uh, 
Lewis Hamilton, I'm not going to call him Sir Lewis Hamilton, as this article says, because fuck him. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton becomes the first driver in F1 history to score at least one podium in 16 consecutive seasons. Oh, and you know what, though? Like, I like stories like, about pinatas. To get a podium is fucking hard. Like, How long did we wait for Webbs to get one podium? Like, to oh, the point Yeah, definitely. Like, No, it's definitely an achievement, and it's testament to the robot, the, you know, the constant reliability of Mercedes is just unquestionable. Like that's German efficiency for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Mercedes won a lot of championships and won a lot of races, but even when they're not winning, they're still winning, which makes them a good team. Yeah. You know, cause they're not, they're not winning right now, but they're still fucking getting, they're still beating, you know, the Red Bulls. Yeah. They're still getting the podium. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, they're finishing the race. That's the key thing. That's right. Yeah. And like, I made a commitment this year to, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to get back into F1 this year, Greeno, because oh, it's been like a it's been like a good kind of six, seven, eight, probably longer, eight years. I reckon I've missed the whole Hamilton era, honestly. You have, yeah. Well, I only got back into it last year myself where I'm like, I got the KO, so I was like, oh, I'll watch the replays, and I started to get back into the racing. So. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm 100% with you. There was that massive Hamilton era where it was just boring. Well, because I, I also I also skipped out on most of the Schumacher era as well. So Ooh. because if one car is just winning all the time, it, it, um, motorsport's not fun for me if it's just the same car winning all the time. That's not what it's yeah. about. So I can't I can't watch that every week. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you, you know, Hamilton won like four or five years in a row or some shit. And it's like, yeah, not interested. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Schumacher. He won seven world championships. Eh, not interested. You know, I lose. I lose interest. You need. Yeah. You need a competitive championship, and you and even like just one constructor, two two guys fighting. Nah, not much fun. No. You need multiple teams, multiple drivers, like four or five guys fighting for the championship. Even last year, even though it was just Lewis and Max, hmm. like that at least made it exciting because it was someone at least taking the fight to to Hamilton for yeah. once. But like this year, I'm excited because Ferraris. Back. They're back. Yeah, and it's and a long like, time coming. And I'm not even, you know, green on myself, we're not Ferrari fans. We don't really like Ferrari at all. I, I'm a Williams McLaren kind of guy. Those two teams. Yeah, you know? McLaren myself, yeah. yeah. Like I, I like I like the independent I don't like the factory teams. You know, I like the independent yeah. guy. Like in spirit. They're not really anymore these days, you know. But once upon a time, McLaren was, you know, a guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, Williams was a guy. Yeah. You know. So those are the kind of teams I like. But, yeah, you know, these Ferrari, fucking uh, Renault, wasn't a big fan of them either. Um, Any any manufacturer teams, never been a big fan of. Mercedes, same thing. It's just their footprint is so big. Red Bull's a funny one because Red Bull's not a manufacturer, but – they're 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 an empire. They're the hill song of sports promotion. <laughs> and, and we we loved Red Bull when Webbs and um because they took Ricardo over Jaguar, I think, didn't they? They did, and then turned it into a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So good on them. But yeah, when we had an Aussie driving, it was all good. But then we had Vettel like kind of fuck over Webb, so then that got a bit of dissension. And then we had Verstappen fuck over Ricardo. Yeah. So that created more dissension. So now I, I actively, even though I own a Red Bull shirt that we bought when we went to the F1 a decade ago, mm. I feel dirty wearing it. Yeah. So I'm like, I, don't want, I don't want people to think I'm a fucking Verstappen yeah. fan. No, like, but that, that, the other, th- the other side too is though, I kind of like Red Bull. <laughs> like, I don't hate them. Like I, I really hate more. I hate Ferrari more than I hate Red Bull. 
you know, yeah. and I dis I dislike Mercedes more than I I dislike Red Bull. Red Bull's kind of inoffensive to me. It's yeah, just okay. that they sponsor everything. <laughs> That's the yeah, thing. Like there's true. Red Bull football teams and baseball teams and MotoGP and fucking you know, there's there's teams Rally. that are literally called Red Bull Salzburg Greener. Yeah, you know. That's they sponsor every fucking sport, so it's more like you know the coffee empire of Hillsong. Yeah, they they just buy everything. Starbucks comes in seventh on the grid. Yeah, so but I don't hate them though. It's because they're you know again I'd rather see them than win than a fucking Ferrari. But I decided this year I'm going to watch it more because of the new regular. I really want to see if the new regulations what difference they make. Based on the first race, it made, wow. made massive differences. Some uh, people, some people are behind where we expected them to be. I thought McLaren would be far more competitive than what they mm, were in week one. But Bahrain's they, a funny circuit too because it's, you know, those those high speed straights. You're not really necessarily getting the best indication that these particular cars are going to be, you know, faster otherwise on those kind of more windy technical tracks in Europe, for example, Greeno, because Bahrain's a bit of a funny one. It's like, you know, a couple of big straights and then a couple of kind of those slow half turns, right? Like Mm. those downforce kind of turns. Yeah. Whereas when they start getting into the street tracks when we get to, you know, the European summer with Monte Carlo and stuff, then it's a different story. Like so, I think that's where Red Bull will probably come back, won't they? And Mercedes especially. I think so. Yeah. Red Bull, like they've got, they got more straight line pace, so they're straight gonna be better in like, right. be better yeah. in like the Monza, like the Canadian Grand Prix. Yeah, that's um, true. Ones with those big, fat, long straights. Those small, windy ones. I reckon Freddy Ferrari is going to continue to dominate. So mm. because of the the slow corner speed. Yeah. Um, McLaren got uh, severely disrupted because uh, Ricardo got the Rona in the second. Uh, pre-season testing, so they couldn't test the car as much as they want because they were right up there in testing one. Mm. Um, they should have some pretty good pace, and then testing two. The yeah, Ricardo couldn't couldn't drive, so they were like they just had to Lando to test the car for two days, which that's a lot of fucking driving for one driver to do. Mm. You don't get as much out of the car, and you need different points of view. Um, and then yeah, they didn't make it through to Q. Ricardo didn't even make it through to Q two in the first race of the, the season. So like. Once again, just not enough track time. They had to replace the gearbox or something as well. Like they just had no track time. They so, can't. They can't get a running start at it. Mm. Well, I thought after last year, I thought, oh, these new regulations are going to work beautiful, McLaren. So I thought, same like, it's going to be McLaren. It's, we're going to have four teams up there. We're going to have the Ferrari. We're going to have the. Uh, oh, Paddy's just fucking won the series for us. Clean ball. Nice, Gary. Ball. Nice, Gary. Uh, nice Paddy. Australia winning Pakistan for the first time in twenty-five years. Yep. Uh, well done, Capcore Pat. He's back. He's not. He's not. He's not gotten Will Cummins anymore. He's back to Cap Corpat. He's back again. Uh, well done. The fucking goat bowling us. That's the everyone criticizes the goat. Going, oh, he never bowls us to a fucking a fifth day victory. Well, he's he just contributes fucking done it. though. Yeah. So shut anyone who's complaining about the goat. Shut your fucking mouth. What were his uh, figures today, by the way? Oh, Daryl, incidentally, in the chat in regards to Lewis Hamilton, Greeno. Not only has he won so many years in a row, but he's also the most oppressed driver in history, Greeno. <laughs> 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 Which Very he certainly so. is. Yeah. Certainly is. Yeah. 
Um, there's a dude in the in the, the crowd wearing a Parramatta Eels jersey. Like, a, the, the Parra Eels are in representing in Pakistan. In Pakistan, they love. Fuck, how embarrassing! <laughs> Imagine walking up, going, "Honey, what are you going to pack? I'm doing a tour of Pakistan. Better pack my Eels." Take the Eels, Jappa. I bet he wore it to a fucking wedding once, Greener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck off and fuck off now, mate. That's, uh... yeah. Look, fuck off and fuck off now. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, the braised deer penis served with a, a bashed, uh, what was it, shark lips and mashed sea anemones. <laughs> you can have those lips pursed or unpursed. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> a beautiful braised deer penis. Braised deer penis. Uh, I thought that dude was holding a braised deer penis. No, it's a uh, beige Baby's arm holding an apple. Holding an apple. Yeah. All right, mate. Uh, I think it's a show, isn't it? I think we're done. I think we've done enough for tonight. We've done more than enough. That that show shouldn't have gone for that long. You know, there. What show? Listening back, like fuck Mm. me, we had about six minutes of content there. Yeah, Uh, we've stretched it out to two hours. So we got more time well spent. Exactly. Uh, You doing the show tomorrow? Oh, look, I probably should, but I don't know what I'm going to do. No idea. So I I might rock up. Yeah. See how you go. Yeah. Social media. It's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, The people we normally plug go listen to them. Yep. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth.